Welcome to Girls Just Want to Have Funds, the weekly podcast that deconstructs the intimidating world of finance. Hosted by Syra Rahman, VP of Finance at HM Bradley, and her partner in crime, Megan McShane, a manager at a Fortune 100 company, and supported by StockTwits. Girls Just Want to Have Funds will take on the important questions in personal finance that so many of us avoid, but also take on a glass of wine or two. Learn more, subscribe to the show, and join Syra and Megan on their no shame adventure to financial freedom at girlsjustwanna.com. Hey, Nina. Hi, Syra. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can, can you, you see, see me? me? <laughs> I can see you. Can you see me? I can see you. Okay, cool. So why didn't you just FaceTime me? What are we doing? <laughs> I was hoping you would be open to doing a little recording with me every so often in the form of a podcast. Does the little red light mean you're recording me right now? <laughs> yes, it does mean that I'm recording you right now. And it means that we might do this more often if you're open to it. I was hoping to start talking to you about your finances. So, Sai, okay, yeah, I'm game for a podcast. We've been talking about a podcast for years since we've known each other. Yes. You sent me the headphones. You sent me the mic. You say finance. What do you mean? I think it's so interesting that you are one of my smartest friends and that you make so much money, but you don't track how it comes in and out of your bank account. And I want to start empowering you and really empowering other people to take control of their finances. I think it's so important right now as more and more women join the workforce and start making loads of money. So this is the forcing function to make me financially literate. Is that it? Well, you teach me so much about marketing and I just think it would be so helpful if I could just give you tiny little nudges in the right direction. And if you're open to it, we could make it public so that other people can learn from what you're learning. Okay. All right. Fine. Yes. God, I'm easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll do that. Okay. If it helps other people, for sure. And it'll help me. This is like the most selfish thing I've done in a while. So yeah, I'm in. Okay, cool. It'll be like you start sliding back into those skinny pants once we figure out that diet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like a detox. I'm in. Okay. I could do that. Okay, cool. So we'll start doing this on a regular basis and we'll just check in periodically. And every week we'll figure out what the next hurdle is that you have to get over to achieve your own financial freedom. All right, let's do it. Awesome. So how do we get started? How would you start being so informed? How would you find a new bank? I would start by asking myself, what do I do with my money? And we kind of touched on this before, but it's something that you should really make a list of, which is how do I pay my bills? Do I like how I pay my bills or is it confusing and disorganized? How do I pay my rent or my mortgage? Do I go to an ATM often? And we talked about this briefly as well. Do I make wire transfers? Do I pay my friends in cash or do I pay my friends otherwise? And is there a way to make everything easier? And I mean that in the sense that is there a way to list everything and be able to budget it quickly when I look at how my finances work? Because you shared your finances with me. And when I reviewed your finances, I had a lot of questions surrounding certain things because 
it's not as organized as it potentially could be. And I say that because there's Venmo transfers in and out. There are plenty of Amazon purchases that are unlabeled. So I don't know exactly what they're for. And all of those things to me should be able to be allocated into a specific segment of your budget so that you know what direction your money is headed in. So what you spend the bulk of your expenses on, which is just something to consider. So if you're spending a lot of time paying bills and you pay them in a bunch of different ways, maybe it's time to figure out if there's a bank that can help you organize all of your bills and actually use something called bill pay where you're able to pay all of your bills in an organized manner and it'll automatically label it for you because down the road, we're going to talk about finding an actual budgeting app that organizes all that information for you so you see your personal net worth in a snapshot. So it almost feels like to me, and I know you keep pushing me this direction, I've jumped the gun a little bit to just go in to see what I can find on my own. But really where I should be starting is, hey, let's look at my spending habits right now, my goals, make that list so we can detox the right way. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the goals is the biggest part, right? Okay. I think that helps you figure out what direction you're going to go in. And I'm just opening... Are you comfortable with me? I'm not going to talk about actual hard dollar amounts, but are you comfortable with me talking about what your credit card told me? Some generalizations I found. Oh yeah, we're jumping over there. So we're we're gonna. Well, let's talk. Okay. Well, let's stop for a second. All right. Tell me about your financial goals. Like, what are you trying to achieve in talking to me? Yes, I think I would like to get a better handle on my savings and making sure I am staying very diligent about how much I'm saving a month and cut down on my expenses. Because to be honest, right now, it just feels like a money in, money out sort of round robin game I've been playing with myself for a couple of years, and it's just not working. Goals too. I mean, we talked about the trip, which could totally be fun, but long-term goals, five years or maybe less, would be a house, which would be lovely. How much do you want to save up for for a house or have you thought about what that number looks like and how long it'll take you to get... Well, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> take that number that's in your head for your dream home, right? Okay. The ideal down payment is 20%. You can certainly go less than that and just pay a bunch of interest on your down payment as well, basically. Sure. I make the same face. It's, it all depends on your financial situation and what's feasible. I will tell you, knowing how much you make, that it is perfectly feasible for you to save 20%. If you're willing to bootstrap and tie down some of the expenses that you've been a little frivolous with recently. But I also don't... you know, The average American does not save up 20% for their down payment. So just something to keep in the back of your head. So if your dream home, let's say, is $500,000, 20% that's hundred grand that you have to save up, which you have a little bit of a head start. You have some saved up, but you need to take that remaining balance and divide it over the number, again, of months that you have left so that you can figure out how much you need to save per paycheck, right? The easiest way to get to that house goal, though, is to first look at your expenses and understand what they look like so that you know where you can make cuts to increase your savings. That's the quickest way to do it. Because you're absolutely over time going to make more salary and more bonus, but you can't make the assumptions on your bonus, in my opinion, over time, right? Because your massive company might have a terrible year one year and then suddenly your bonus gets cut in half or whatever. I like to think of it this way. I like to tell myself that I'm going to live on, let's say, between 50 and 75% of my income and the rest of it automatically needs to be saved. But 
I arrived at that number by looking at how much I spend on a monthly basis. So to get to your financial goals, let's take a peek. Are you ready? I guess. This is just December, right? This is just December. Oh, These are just the swipes that you sent over to me. Okay. I'm sweating. Don't sweat. Listen, can I tell you something? You actually are extremely fiscally responsible. <gasps> That's like calling me thin. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. The only thing that I'll say is I had a hard time deciphering what certain things were. So I think that's something you need to contemplate. And I also think there are a couple of things in here that I have questions on that I think you might even have questions on because I'm not sure you know that they're here. So you spent quite a bit of money damn it, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, you, do, you live in Seattle, but I mean, even aside from the Seattle thing, I'm assuming that they're Christmas gifts. Yes. And you're positive that every single one was a Christmas gift? Maybe one wasn't, but I sent, I don't know the quantity, but... uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. So let's, I'm going to make it a nice round number. Let's say that there was $500. Fair. Okay. So that's all part of your play money bucket. So if we're going historically, okay, your month of December had $500 in play money that was spent just on Amazon. Okay. I'm going to add some other things to that. It looks like you have an Uber Eats. That would also have come out of your play money. $70. Got it. Okay. So we're at $570. And then to be fair, you had a lot of bills. Yeah. So I'm going to start with your subscriptions. Oh, okay. Those get away from me. Do those, uh, those don't get away from you. These are the things I can't talk to you about. Why? I don't know. I'm like Hulu, Netflix, premium, bah. Okay, so we had Netflix. Do you have a subscription to Domino's or do you just get Domino's often? Okay, that was once. (laughs) It was once and we were at a cabin and we didn't have enough food. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm curious why you have class pass when gyms are closed. That is a good question. No one flipping knows why I have class pass. <laughs> so hang on. <laughs> have you been using your class pass? No. Why do I have that? How much is it? It's almost $32 and you didn't know you... Okay. So first things first, go into your Apple subscriptions and figure out what subscriptions you have. There is actually a page that will tell you what you're subscribed to, mm-hmm. specifically attached to your apps, I believe. Mm. Outside of that, you should, Megan McShane, you need to be checking your credit card at least once a month to see how it's going, to see what you're being charged. What if someone stole your credit card? Ooh. Do you use Title? What? Title. N- no. Do you know what Title is? No. What's that? It's like a Spotify. You also have a subscription to that that you're paying for. Oh, damn. That's because of the Beyonce album when it first came out. I never canceled title. Wow. Okay. Well, here we are. (laughs) We're up to $40 in subscriptions you need to cancel. And that's per month. Who knows how many months? Wait, the Beyonce album. Are we talking about lemonade? Yeah, girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. The sneaky, sneaky Jay-Z bastards. Sorry. You, You need to cancel title. Wow. Gosh. And then you have... Do you split groceries with Taylor or do you pay for all the groceries? No, he usually pays for the majority because I pay for cable and internet. Okay. So it looks like, let's see, 120. 
Are you making a spreadsheet? Are you doing this in your head? I'm doing addition in my head, rounding, using round numbers. What's American strategies? I have to look at what I sent you. It was a swipe on your Amex. Are you going back and forth over the bridge that much too? Because you had a good to go charge. I did see that pop up. They started recharging me for it. So I have to. That's another subscription you need to cancel. Well, I don't know when I'm going back to the office. So I need to keep it. You can keep it without keeping the subscription. Okay. Deal. Is that play money or is that a bill? Because that's a toll. That's a toll. That's a bill. Okay. It's a bill. So you had, let's say, $120 in groceries. Okay. Is that a bill? Groceries is a necessity. That one's a bill. Great. And then you had you had $160 that was spent on play food outside of your Amazon. So that's an addition to the 500 ish that you spent on gifts. You also have $2,300 that you spend a month on your rent. Mm-hmm. And then you have $88 a month that you spend on subscriptions. It looks like 50 of which you could cancel. And then let's not forget that you have cable, which is your other big bill. So if I were to break this down, your largest bill is your rent. Your second largest is a tie between groceries, your bills, and your subscriptions, some of which your subscriptions can cancel. Okay. But everything outside of the things that I just listed should be shifted into a separate account. The fun stuff? Well, you should be labeling your savings. Oh, okay. Okay. So I think you should be putting, let's say, three quarters of your paycheck right now into your bills. Let's say two thirds. I'm going to say put 66%. If so, when you fix your direct deposit, 66% should go into whatever your primary checking is. And then approximately 33% should go into your savings. And then on a weekly basis, let's start you at like 100, put $100 into a separate account. And that separate account is the account that you have a debit card to, remember. And that debit card will hold you true to what you can spend. $100. $100 a week. That's all you're allowed to spend outside of your normal spending. And that means your Domino's deliveries, that includes your vacations, that includes all of the fun things that you're doing that's not... Oh my God, I had Domino's one. I knew I shouldn't have sent you December. I was like pissed. I was like, bitch has been good, you know? It also has like your trip to Squim. All right, fine. $100. But also, can you please put at the top of your list that you need to cancel any subscriptions? Go into your phone, ask Taylor or Google it on how to cancel subscriptions I cannot believe that you didn't even remember title. Girl, this is things that people really face. Like, I, Oh, I, t- I hear you. Uh, I hear you. And I, I feel your pain. But also, don't be embarrassed. But also, it is now your job when it says that it's debiting your credit card for whatever bill. It is now your job. That is also your alert to go into the app and review every single card swipe. Okay. Every single one. What is good practice? Good financial practice? Do you review your credit card statements once a week? Do you review them every day? Do you pick a day to do it? That's a great question. So what I like to do is I like to have all of my credit cards and all of my banks send me a push notification every morning. So when I wake up in the morning, I actually get kind of like a financial statement. It says, this is how much you owe. This is how much you have. And it's two things for me. It's first a reminder of where I stand at that point in time. 
And then secondly, it is letting me know that I didn't have fraud on my accounts overnight. So identity theft is like the biggest problem in the finance world. And when it hits, by the time it hits you, it'll you'll figure it out way too late if you're not checking everything, in my opinion, every single day. Frankly, you've already kind of been frauded out of a bunch of money because you've been charged for title for like a year wow. at least. Unbelievable. Like I used to go to the gym with you. You stopped using class pass like at least two years ago. Girl, that's bad. Okay. So most banks you can get push notifications via text message or just yeah. if you have their app or something like that, they can send you a notification in the morning. Okay. Yes. And that's just how I do it. You don't have to do it that way. But I do it's a good habit to check every single day. And it's easier for them to send you a notice than for you to go into every single app, right? Like if I had to go into every single finance app, I would probably spend two hours of my morning just trying to figure shit out and like try to remember my passwords. So that's how I'm a little old lady. But yeah, I think it's good practice to look every single day. Okay. I like that. So like with my morning coffee, like look at it. Yeah. Start my day. Check it out. Feel good about yourself. Feel good about the fact that you, Megan McShane, do not spend a ton of money. You will have all this organized soon. And honestly, like be happy that you're discovering this stuff now. Better now so you can start with a clean slate in 2021 since 2020 sucked anyways. Then start the new year with a whole bunch of subscriptions you didn't know you had. Okay. I can do this. All right. I I like it. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to go through my credit card statements. I'm going to cancel the things that I don't necessarily need. I'm probably also going to call out some things with my partner that we could potentially split, like Netflix, because I know we both use it. Maybe talk about cable and canceling it. It's almost like spring cleaning. Yeah. I Something that Nick and I have done that I think is super helpful is we list out all of the things that we pay for individually that we share. And we split it down the middle. And sometimes that's easier to share a bank account, which is a huge financial step for people that are specifically for people that are unmarried, because it does your your finances then do become attached to someone else. But I don't know. There's a lot of pros to sharing certain bills and having maybe one credit card that's the two of yours, or not even a credit card, but like a bank account that you share where you can both deposit the amount of money that will come due for all the bills that you share together. Okay. But like insurance, you should be sharing bills if you're living together, certain bills, groceries, all of those things. Okay. All right. Spring cleaning tomorrow. Deal. And then I'm going to look at my, I get paid twice a month. So I'm going to look at that. 66% is going into my primary checking that pays for my bills. Yep. And then about 33% is going to go into potentially my new savings account that we're going to figure out. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then I'm going to try to slim down, I'm doing air quotes, $100 in a separate account for fun money, which is tied to a debit account. Yeah. And before I forget about it, I'm talking about everything after whatever you're putting into your retirement. So whatever amount you're capable of sending to your retirement, which to anyone that's listening, you absolutely should be putting in at the bare minimum, whatever your company matches. If that matches 0% because you're either at a startup or you're at a company that doesn't support 401k or you're an IRA, you should contemplate how much you'll need at retirement. Mm. Okay. And to think about what that needs to look like. So I know you have, you've already started a decent retirement, Meg. It's just something to plant in the back of your head 
Got it. So that percentage gets taken out and it goes on its own. And then I deal with what's left. Pre-tax. Correct. Deal. All right, girl. I can do that. I'll make you proud. I promise. Thanks for joining us. Head on over to girlsjustwanna.com where you can subscribe to the show, follow Megan and I on social, or even text us your important financial questions. And remember, there's no shame in asking anything. We'll see you next time on Girls Just Wanna Have Funds. Oh,